Hey beauty business babe, my name is Kelly Callahan. I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO. I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed. Since then, I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business. I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom. Because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. This is your girl, Kelly Callahan, and I'm here with Miss Alex Romanello from The Bronze Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you, Kelly. I'm super excited to be here with you and talk all about spray tanning and photography and just share more about myself and my story. Yeah, exactly. I think your story is going to be so impactful for the women listening right now. And for those of you guys who don't know Alex, I actually met her through our Facebook group, Beauty Business Babes. So if you're not a part of that, head on over to Facebook, add yourself Beauty Business Babes. I want to be able to offer this platform to anybody that wants to share their story. I think everybody that's listening, you, Alex, myself, like we all have a really special and unique story to share. So I'm really excited to hear more about you and learn more about you and why you got into the industry. So let's talk a little bit about prior to you getting into the sunless industry. What were you doing before that? Yeah, thank you. Um, So I graduated high school in 2018. I always had dreams of going to nursing school. I loved to help people and just be there during the times where they weren't really feeling too great. So I wasn't really sure where I wanted to follow my path once I realized that nursing school was not where I wanted to be. I had a desire to be able to travel, have a lot of free time, be there with my family. And I just realized that my goals and where I was traveling down wasn't going to align down the road. Yeah, you're so busy. Yeah, it is. And my my dad was a paramedic for a long time. He was an um, he was a firefighter and he traveled the world for global rescue. And so mm-hmm. that was really enticing for me. My grandfather was sick for a lot of my childhood. And so I grew up around there and I, I saw the great care he had, but also the not so great care he had. And so I wanted to I knew I wanted to make a difference my whole life. I realized that I didn't really know where I wanted to go once I realized that it wasn't for me. Um, I didn't have a lot of support in leaving nursing school. A lot of my family was like, we'll just maybe do some college courses here and there, see how it goes. And so that was the first time I really did a decision for myself where I said, you know, no, but right now is not the time for that. I really want to listen to myself and my heart. I actually started looking into the beauty industry around that time. I toured a couple of beauty schools and I just wasn't really sure what I wanted to do as far as following through with aesthetics or cosmetology. So I took some more time working retail and then I started at Fidelity Investments in 2019. Um, my first corporate big girl job. Mm-hmm. I've been in that role. I'm still at Fidelity even now as a spray tan artist and a photographer. During all of that time, I had a hobby of photography. So I loved being able to meet with clients, the all of my interactions, the back office things of just having managing myself. Um, I never made a business at the time. It was something my boyfriend and I had just always fallen through as far as just exploring what we wanted to do. We still worked with clients, but a lot of time it was us having having ideas and asking like, hey, who wants to do this with us? A free photo shoot just so we can try things out. I love that. 
Yeah, it, it was it was amazing just seeing what we could do and just the smiles that people would have from the simplest things of a picture that I took just because I wanted to try something. Mm-hmm. Um, I then followed through as far as getting spray tans, just catching myself up in my um, my own self care, being able to find a you know a hobby that was able to treat myself. Um, I had a close friend who was a spray tan artist who I had been going to for years who was doing classes. And so I said, you know, I'll learn the craft so I can spray tan myself, my friends and my family. Didn't have really any intentions of going into the sunless industry. And by the halfway through, halfway point of that first certification class, I was like, no, I want to do this. I want to be able to bring this to other women and make them feel as confident as I do when I have a spray tan. I love that. That's so cool. See, you kind of just fell into the sunless industry by getting spray tans yourself. Yeah, I grew up as a dancer as well. So I had been around that environment as far as, you know, competitions, being able to spray tan for recitals, um, seeing all the groups of my girls um, from my old dance studio go for spray tans and all come in the next day nice and glowy. And that was really my own experience with it. My mom and my aunt, um, are, we're all very close. And so we all have grown up going to doing different beauty services here and there. But I'm definitely like, I'd say that the Khloe Kardashian of my family, like I need my hair done, my nails done, I my love eyebrows. It. <laughs> and so I brought that a lot to them now that I do spray tonight. Like, Come on, guys, you have to get ready. Shave and exfoliate tonight. We're having a girl of day tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely never really part of my plan. But I'm so happy that I took that route to just explore explore things and really listen to myself and hear that, no, I, I can do this. And I know that it's going to be so meaningful to so many people. For sure. So when you were taking that class, you know, you went in with kind of like one foot out, one foot in, it sounds like what was the pivoting point or the point in that experience where you're like, okay, I'm actually going to do this and I'm going to take it seriously. I love that question. Probably just learning the science behind the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, My grandparents growing up on both my mom and my dad's side had skin cancer. And luckily, they were able to get the care they needed and the treatment to overcome that. But that's not always the case for everyone. And so I've seen a lot of friends and family suffer from that. And when I was in the class, like, I'll never forget that moment where it clicked that I was like, no, like, I can protect people from that. And there's mm-hmm. people who have gone through that, like my grandma, that I can now help them get as tan as they're used to being mm-hmm. and not have to risk going in the sun for it. Um, my grandma used to have like a huge garden. So mm-hmm. she was outside all the time tanning and just being in the garden, not purposely tanning. But so she's used to having like a really rich glow. But I want you to, be able to do that safely for her. I love that. So when you got the certification, you were like, all right, I'm doing this. The damn thing's going to be done. What was your next step? What did you do next to make sure that you continued keeping yourself accountable? Because I think a lot of people have that like initial, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. But that excitement wears off for a lot of people and sometimes they don't take action. Yeah. So I actually got certified March of 2020. (laughs) So right before the pandemic, right as we started going into it. Perfect (laughs) timing. Yeah. So I was like, all right, originally had plans, you know, I'll go mobile. And then very quick, we realized that we weren't going to be able to go outside of our house really for a while. Um, My grandfather was living with us and he was very sick at the time. So usually at a minimum, we were trying to make sure it was a safe environment anyways. But I knew going to people's houses was not going to be the best bet at that time. So I actually put the spray gun spray gun down for a little bit, rested it there, waited to see, okay, well, 
two weeks is going to be fine, right? Mm-hmm. Anyone can do anything for two weeks. For sure. <laughs> and that quickly turned into two months and then four months. And so November, I was like, you know what? I want to do this. I will just figure it out. I'm going to get a space. I know whatever I put my mind to, I can achieve it. And I, I do and get what I want because I, I want to do that. And I have that success determined in myself. I then went first, I spray tan my first person because during my training where it got cut short because of COVID, I wasn't ever able to spray tan someone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had my best friend, um, we tanned her twice in the same week. I was like, listen, you better exfoliate that all off. I need to try different colors. I need to practice. And then in January, that following a couple months later in 2021 is when I finally found a lease. It was actually just two years ago, uh, two days ago, where I actually looked at the place. And then tomorrow will be two years since I uh, opened an LLC and signed the lease. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. Yeah. So you jumped in, I would say, pretty quickly when it comes to getting like the investment done and for as far as like a lease goes, because a lot of times when I work with people, they typically start as a mobile artist for like one, two years or so. And you moved pretty rapidly. So tell me a little bit about some of those fears that came up for you, because I could imagine after having your certification for so long and only practicing on a few people and then jumping into getting like an actual location, I'm sure there were some fears that came up for you. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. I, I was terrified, <laughs> right? I was like, all right. So my, my first room was about 182 square feet and it was in an office building. I had this really ugly, huge curtain <laughs> that we like it was a balance. And it was the hardest thing to get down for months. And I, I just knew when I was in that room, I was like, no, this is going to be beautiful. I had my vision. And so I knew I could do it. I knew I wanted to do it. But of course, I was scared. I had, I had no paying clients at that time. I mm-hmm. never had a paying client. So I was like, all right, well, money's going to be a challenge. Will I be able to even make to cover rent, let alone solution, pay back for the gun, everything else I got to set up? And so that money was top of mind for sure. And I wasn't going into the business for money because I have a nine to five outside Mm. of this and I do Mm. photography. And so for me, it was just a passion. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I can make that up. I can figure it out. I'll I'll figure out marketing. My mom used to have her own business. And I saw I used to be in a car going on rides with her to drop off the basket she was making. So I was like, if she could do it, I can do it. And I'm going to figure it out. And then pretty quickly, I had a lot of friends that were coming in. My best friend now is actually someone that I grew up with and we had lost touch for a while, but she was my first regular client ever. Mm -hmm. And her and another girl I had been friends with for a while started coming every two weeks for me and they were my first regulars. And then from there, it was a lot of word of mouth that really got me to where I was feeling good and successful. Nice. So that's what, that's what our, where I was going to go, what, um, what marketing avenues you took as somebody who didn't know much about marketing, who really didn't have any business type of experience. What else, aside from word of mouth, what did you do? Did you do online marketing, social media marketing, affiliates, anything like that? Yeah. So Instagram <laughs> was like my best friend. And I remember, and I still do it every now and then. But when I was first trying to get people to just notice my account, I made it probably three months prior to when I had started taking clients, I knew that mm-hmm. I wanted to get in there. So probably August before my first spray tan is when I was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, that's such How a did- good piece of advice for people who are like wanting to start but not sure like when they're actually going to open start an Instagram yeah. now. Love and that. because you have to get your handle. 
Mm-hmm. I was like the bronze shop and there was already one, like not an actual spray tanning business, but it was just the name taken. I don't know what it was for. It was a bronze shop. So I'm the bronze shop, but S-H-O-P-P-E. Yeah. And so that was like my big thing. I think I made that Instagram actually when I signed up for my class, my first oh. certification, because I was like, I still want to post this stuff. Like maybe I won't have a business, but I want to be able to put things out there. But yeah, highly recommend you need an Instagram first because then you can have your friends and family go ahead and just start following that. You're starting with a following. So I had one post and 56 followers by the time I was trying to get into starting that that market. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of exploring on the explore page. So I'd mm-hmm. search my town or search like um, like Tans or like Nashua, New Hampshire or New Hampshire. And where I'm at, it's about 45 minutes from Boston. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people like, well, Nashua is just Boston because you're right there. So I searched Boston and then I would just start liking photos. And so people would just re- like see my name. Um, other friends that I had, I'd have some like, hey, share the picture I posted of my logo. And it's just an announcement post. And that's what really got me going. It's just liking and um, following other people. It's kind of like when you're you're searching through people and you're like, you like their first three pictures. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and that yep. was just how I was going and just making sure I could get some type of traction on my page. And that's how I built a lot of my following at first. Absolutely. So I love the fact that you were able to figure that out because I didn't know to do that when I first started. And so I started the Instagram after I actually started the business. It was pretty close, like probably within a yeah. week or so, but I wish I would have started a few weeks before when I made the decision to start the business, because like you said, you start building up this audience and you never know who's going to buy from you. Another tip that I would give anybody who's listening right now is to start building out your email list sooner than later. So even if you haven't started your business yet, you know, you can say something like get on my wait list or, you know, keep in touch by putting your email in here for like a 10% discount or whatever it is that you want to do to snag their email list. So that way you can keep in contact with them, you know, throughout the time that you are a spray tanning artist. Yeah, I totally agree. And that was something I didn't realize at first too, because I didn't really ever see the background parts of any other businesses. I had no idea, like, email lists text campaigns like I knew as a consumer that I would get them but Mm -hmm. I didn't know the power that they had in them so that was something I didn't even touch on until probably like three months into everything so I was solely like just Instagram and it'd be good to a point but sometimes it's just followers or like a lot of other spray tan people in the community following you and so you have a good number there but how many people are those are actually clients or people that do want to come in for a spray tan versus just that following of people that are like they want to support you For sure. And then another thing too that comes up is like, how often are they actually seeing your posts? So if you have an Instagram and you have a bunch of followers, that's great. But if they're not seeing your posts, it doesn't really matter. So that's why the newsletter and text message marketing are so important for even newbies. You know, anybody that's a business owner, it's so important to be able to capture your audience's attention in different ways. So I love that. That is so cool. Um, So another thing that I want to talk about, I know that this is something that wasn't on the list of questions, but your aesthetic is so so nice. So Thank your branding you. is beautiful. I love seeing it. It makes me feel good. It looks super professional. What, how did you like learn how to do that? Did you take a course? Did you have a mentor? Are you just intuitively creative? What is it? 
Um, thank you. So I have worked with a couple other um, people in the industry for mentors just over time. It's definitely something I think is super important in that this year is part of my New Year's resolution. Like I want to work with someone overall to help me stay accountable to my goals too. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have someone solidly helping me through my media. I never took a course. It's kind of just like when I'm looking through other pages, because I'm kind of a high maintenance girl I see all these other beauty babes and I'm like all right what do I find attractive and what is something that I, I just scroll past and so I based a lot of it off that and then there's also like a lot of trial and error like if you scroll through I've gone through so many different aesthetics because it's hard sometimes like even the colors on my post so I have to make sure that like if there's a purple picture or something that has purple in it the next post I don't think like I don't want it to have green because mm -hmm. I just don't like those two colors next to each other and so mm -hmm. it's something that takes a lot of trial and error but I also will do like mood boards or I'll save everything in my like apple camera roll mm -hmm. in a separate folder because then I can see what it would look like as a grid together oh my gosh you're so much better than I am <laughs> Oh, I love your post. You are a lot better though on FaceTime and being able to like take videos. Like I hate hearing my voice on recording. <laughs> so are you going to listen to this podcast? Yes. And <laughs> I know that's one thing. I was like, well, at least I'm going to the year facing like one of my biggest fears. So yes, I will definitely watch it. It'll probably take some time, but yeah. So I hate watching myself on videos. That's something that has been really, really hard for me, but it's also so important because this is such a vulnerable service. Like your clients need to know who they're coming to if they're going to get naked in front of you. So you have to be able to find that balance of posting yourself too. So no, I give you a lot of kudos to that because you are very active on your social media too. I love being active. I love doing videos. They're much easier for me than even like building out a post on Canva, for example. I just don't have yeah. like the focus or the time or the energy to do that a lot. So I just hire somebody to help me out with the social media aspect of it. But I do love like podcasting, super easy, videos, super easy. I think once you get in the mode of doing it, like you just, it just gets easier, just like with anything else. So I'm sure Alex, this is like your first time doing a podcast. I'm sure you're going to have mother, other opportunities to do it. And you're going to feel so much more like grounded and better, but overall, like you're doing great. So I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, beauty business babe, we at Xtan Sunless are expanding our reach. We're looking for dedicated, motivated, high vibe individuals who are looking to start or grow their mobile or in salon sunless businesses. If you're interested in applying to work with our brand, head on over to xtansunless.com. Click on spray tan biz so you can get more information and fill out a form so we can schedule a discovery call and see if you're a right fit for our program. I can't wait to see you guys there. So let's talk a little bit about photography and spray tans, because this is actually the reason why I reached out to you on our beauty business babes, Facebook group. I saw that you did a whole photo shoot with beautiful women and everything looks so good. You had beautiful spray tans. All the women looked great. And one thing that I didn't realize at the time was that you have photography experience. So I wanted to know what your thoughts are on spray tans and photography. Yes, I'm so excited to get into this topic. Um, so I've been a photographer now for five years. It started as just a hobby with my boyfriend. And so I've been super excited to be able to, to have that market within my own business and have the opportunity to capture 
my own content because I love you working with other photographers personally like if my boyfriend I want to have a couple of shoot we'll go definitely use someone else but I remember my first room I would set up like a boudoir setup, but it was so tiny. It was my spray tan room that I had to have it also be conventional. Um, so I set up a blow up air mattress and a, a white bed sheet and a backdrop. And so that was the first time I'd ever experienced or had tried working with photography and spray tanning together. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely a crazy photo shoot. <laughs> and looking back now, like they were so cute. It was a very Valentine's Day themed, but I wasn't, comfortable with how to edit spray tans Mm -hmm. and I think that that's where it comes to be such a controversial topic in spray tanning and with photographers because you have to be comfortable in editing all skin tones Mm -hmm. and so where I hadn't ever done something for photography in that aspect of having so much skin showing and having it be one of the, the highlights of the photo, I wasn't sure how to have the right edits, how to be able to edit it where it wasn't looking oversaturated because of shadows. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go out of my comfort zone a little bit. And that's where I started looking more into diversity and inclusion courses for photographers and being able to edit further and just have a better understanding of how to highlight skin in photos. Um, so that's something that has always been super close to my heart in this past content shoot that I had posted and shared with you um i used all bronzite medium mm-hmm. and dark and obsidian on one of them so i was super excited to share those that was my first time ever having a studio and having that many models and it was actually a double content day for my boyfriend and i um, i was doing another content day for a local nail artist in the room across the street also by the same studio So I was super nervous. I wasn't sure how it was going to go back and forth. Um, But I liked, I wanted to make sure I was making use of my time and my model's time. So when Mm -hmm. you're having these photo shoots, they're along. I had to have my girls drive an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, It was not good. It was, it was a stay over. And so I was like, I have to make sure that I'm giving something to them because they're giving me so much. So I go into every photo shoot offering, you know, this is going to be for my, for my marketing. So they have to sign a waiver and make it clear that, you know, we have spray tans two days prior not the day before, not more than that. Mm-hmm. We make sure that they understand that there's going to be a lot of different outfits we're wearing because I want to make sure that they have content that they can post, but then I can have content for girls' night photos, spray tan parties, them in robes for fresh pictures after, you know, two days post spray tan, uh, PJs for like relaxing on Sundays. And so you have to make sure that you're incorporating a lot of ideas into one for those types of content days. But then there's so many times throughout the year that you can have fun with it. Um, Valentine's Day and plan on doing some Valentine's Day boudoir minis. That's something else you can market it. And so I usually do about half off spray tans because you are still offering that service. You don't want to discredit yourself or your value or the product costs. And then I do, you know, a $15 photo shoot fee, depending on the time, sometimes 25 because they are getting that in return as well. So I want to make sure I'm understanding the way that you structure this because your girls were an hour and a half away, you said right? Yeah. We drove from Nashua, New Hampshire to Newburyport, Massachusetts. Okay. To do the photo shoot. Yeah. And so I had to drive down earlier. So I didn't drive with them. A lot of the girls just drove, two came together and then everyone else drove their own car. So they had to drive there and back. Got it. Cause that's where the studio was, where you guys were taking these photos. Yes. 
Okay, perfect. So um, that's what I was going to ask you earlier is like, did you do this in a way where they got spray tan the night before and then the day of they got the photo shoot? But I love the fact that you do the two days. So that way it's their full, like nice, rich spray tan color. And then the, the day of the photo shoot, you could travel wherever. It doesn't have to be an hour and a half away. I was thinking these models were living an hour and a half away. And I cut. Oh, I'm sorry. Back and forth. No, you're good. You're good. So I was like, okay, let me just make sure I'm understanding this right. So, so cool. So then two days is what you would recommend for anybody that's going to do a photo shoot to spray tan them two days before the actual shoot itself. And then the day of the shoot, do you put any type of like sheen oil, anything on the skin lotion to make sure that they look nice and like shiny and glowy? Yeah. Good question. I do recommend two days. The reason being where I have the option to see them again, if anything happens, I want to give us both that time. Mm-hmm. Um, or if something happens, you know, if it's raining, and that, you know, right. they're walking to the car, then they end up going to do errands or anything like anything that could go wrong. I want to have time to fix it. But also because sometimes things happen, life happens if they need time and they say, I can't actually come tomorrow anymore. Well, now I need to find another model because sometimes I'll work it out where I have, you know, diversity in the shoot, of course, but also enough models for a girl's night shoot or some girls don't want to do five different outfits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some just do two and others do some more, too. So it's for you also to be a little bit more selfish with the models you're working with and to make sure that, you know, you have that top tan spray that you can have for the photo shoots, Um, but also just to give some time for your clients to also have their prepared. If they want to do something, I usually do them on Sundays. So Mm -hmm. spray tan Friday, they have Saturday night and then they can come to me still all glowy. So one of the things that comes up in the Facebook group, I'm sure you've seen this before, is a lot of people have a misunderstanding of why the photographers are telling their clients not to get spray tan. Cause I know that when I got my boudoir shoot earlier this last year, um, that was one of the things that they had said. So the girl was like, Hey, like no spray tans. And I could tell that this is something that she sends to all her clients, not just me. I don't even know if she knew I was a spray tanning artist at the time. So when she sent that to me, I replied with, you know, I want to get a spray tan. It makes me feel better. Um, you know, I'm a spray tan artist myself, so the color will be good. I assure you, yada, yada, yada. Cause I'm thinking that they just have the assumption. Photographers just have the assumption that all spray tans are going to turn orange, But in fact, it's not even that so much. What it is, is what she had told me was it's the patchiness that happens sometimes, discoloration that happens, it's hard to edit. And then from what you're saying to me, it's like the actual editing of the skin tone itself when they're trying to edit the entire picture. Yeah, that's something I can't speak for all photographers out there, but, you know, patchiness and thinking of just, you know, the tones to, to the tones to edit, you know, that's part of being diversity and mm-hmm. inclusive of diversity. And so I think it's important when, when you're saying that to understand, well, you should be able to edit any type of skin tone, any right. color skin tone, um, any type of skin, because there's so many, you know, so many skin conditions you can have where your skin is naturally patchy mm-hmm. um, or, you know, think of eczema. It's going to be red. Sometimes it can, you can have an eczema flare up. And so you have to be ready to take that on as a photographer, in my opinion. Yeah. But I also think that th- that's the best part of, you know, a photo shoot for me is getting ready, getting my hair done, sometimes getting makeup done that day, um, having an excuse to get a spray tan if it's something that you don't normally do versus just doing it for events. And so it's the getting ready part to get you feeling confident for the photo shoot. And so I think that it's important to, as a photographer, 
to be ready to edit and have the options and knowledge to be able to work with any type of client, but also any skin color of a client. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're worried about patchiness or anything, you can, I, you know, the two day rule is what I usually give. So I would recommend in the contract sending out, you know, I'd like for you to get your spray tan done a couple of days before that also takes away if artists or photographers are scared of, you know, if it's a boudoir shoot, they don't want the spray tan to run on their sheets mm-hmm. where if it's within that one day and they didn't shower properly, it could. And so it takes that concern away. At that point, it really shouldn't be patchy unless the client didn't, you know, follow pre and post care, but they can also put in a contract, you know, to avoid patchiness, speak to your spray tan artist. Mm -hmm. So I think it's having to be comfortable with going into the uncomfortableness and realizing that when you're asking your client not to do that, you're asking them to, you know, don't color, color your hair that day. Don't put Mm -hmm. your makeup on. Don't wear foundation. And at the end of the day, that's your client coming to you and they should be able to come to you as they are and as they're wanting to. Absolutely. So what are some tips that you would give to spray tanning artists if they're wanting to do a photo shoot similar to what you did, a brand photo shoot with a bunch of different models, a bunch of different body sizes, shapes, sizes, colors, all these things. How would they find a good photographer? Do you have any tangible tips for them? Yeah, so I will say in when I've heard these things or like in the Facebook group, when I've seen posts like this or the story you had just shared with me, from my understanding, it's after they're coming in contact with the photographer, they've booked and now they're reviewing their contracts. So I would say ask if you could view contracts before booking with someone so that you're not ending up having to go with a loss of money or having to then back out of a contract you've already worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, also look for, I think, people who have done business photography. Um, that's something that my boyfriend and I are very comfortable with. I love working with local businesses because I know the feeling of being able to have that content to post and being excited to see the marketing. And so I think it helps from having that perspective versus just being a photographer who mo- mostly works on one-on-one clients or families, um, making sure that you know they have the, they have the diversity within their clientele because you're going to want to make sure that they have the editing styles to be able to go with whatever is going on, um, whether you're outside in nature or you're in an office building or you're at the, the, the ocean. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to have different lighting, different shadows that come up. And so you want a photographer that's ready to handle any of that. Yes, those are great tips. Thank you so much, Alex, for sharing. For those of you guys who are interested in seeing her aesthetic on Instagram and her photos on Instagram, where can they find you? Yeah, so my personal Instagram is Alexandria Romanello. I do have a lot of posts up there of my marketing. Um, I did some photos at the photo shoot as well, and I had a spray tan, so you can go check those out. And then my business page with all of my marketing content of all the girls from the shoot is The Bronze Shop. And that's the bronze shop, S-H-O-P-P-E. And we'll link that down below in case you guys don't remember all of that. If you guys are driving or walking or doing something. So we'll link it below if you guys want to check it out. Other than that, are there any last pieces of advice or a piece of advice that you would give to anybody who is starting out in the industry today? I would say just jump in. You know, you, you're the only, you're your biggest critic and you're also at the end of the day, the one that's going to hold you back. Anyone can tell you to do something or not to do something, but you're going to be the one to make the action that that goes with whatever that sentiment was. So just jump in. The worst thing that happens is, you know, nothing happens, right? Maybe you don't get any clients. You still put yourself out there. 
then you're going to have to figure out, well, what else can I do to, you know, adventure into that uncomfortableness? You have to be comfortable with going into where you're not comfortable or where you haven't been before to grow the most. So just jump in, give yourself grace during the process. It is crazy. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Kelly is a great resource. She has a lot of great resources available, um, but also just, you know, be comfortable with networking and saying, you know, I, I don't know what to do in this situation because it's definitely going to happen, but you're going to do awesome. There are two things that I loved that you've said throughout this entire thing. I mean, there are so many things that you've said that I love, but there's two things that stand out to me. And one is listen to your intuition. You've said that a couple of times since we started speaking, even before we started recording, listen to your intuition. That's something that you've been led by since, you know, you started your journey into entrepreneurship. And I can really, really appreciate that. Um, And then the other one is be comfortable with getting uncomfortable. So powerful. So powerful. I feel that like every day of my life and I love feeling uncomfortable because I know that I'm expanding, I'm growing, I'm learning something, I'm doing something new. Right. And I think a lot of people are afraid of that. So they hide, but being uncomfortable and doing the thing will give you so much confidence and pride and joy, even if you mess up. Cause you're just like, well, I did it, you know? Absolutely. Because if you're doing the same thing every day, what are you doing to grow? And so you have to be uncomfortable to be able to explore any changes. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for your time and energy today. I appreciate you so, so much. And if you guys want to check her out, please check her out on Instagram. Or if you guys want to be a part of our Facebook group, Beauty Business Babes, you can check her out there as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kelly. Have a great one. Hey, beauty business babe, if you are loving this content, you're loving these episodes, I would love for you to write a review and better yet, instead of just leaving a review and rating the program, screenshot it and share it over on Instagram stories and make sure to tag at I am underscore Kelly Ann. I cannot wait to glow and grow with you in 2022 and beyond.